through the fire. Easter teaches us that God is at work in the world and real change can happen. I think that's why I think about Easter so much because Good Friday is probably the worst day on the Christian calendar, you know, Mm -hmm. because you're like, oh my gosh, what if Christ fails? Mm -hmm. And then Easter is just kind of God's stamp of approval. Mm -hmm. If Easter says anything, no matter what is going on in your life, there can still be real change. Welcome to Through the Fire, cutting through the passions, clearing the smoke of the cultural confusions of the world today. Talking God's love and God's solutions from a biblical Christian worldview. And now, here's your host, Marie and Gregory Seltz. The doctors are in. (laughs) Hello, hello, everybody. I'm Marie. And I'm Greg. And this is Through the Fire, where we try to make sense of what's going on out there from a biblical and moral perspective. Mm -hmm, We are. Yeah, we're trying our best. To be our best, <laughs> trying not to be overcome by our own worst tendencies. Yeah. Aren't you, honey? Well, yeah. yes. <laughs> trying to be good neighbors and good friends to each other the way that God befriends and loves us. Well, I mean, that's actually the point of the program. I mean, this is what we do try to do, and we hope this is a blessing to you as you listen in. Right. And you have to try harder than I am because okay, I do a little you. bit better. I, I think know. you need to... S- <laughs> See, I-, I caught myself. Did you guys hear me that? That's something I've learned after 36 years of marriage. You catch yourself. That's good. You see, and that, that's important to catch yourself. And I, and I think that's why, you know, that there are times when we've got to step back and Uh-oh. catch ourselves, right? Step back. Step back from all the craziness and chaos of the world and, you know, make sure that we've got our feet or should I say our hearts connected to solid ground. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of those weeks. Wouldn't you say so? Well, I would say so. In fact, I think you're very correct on this, dear. I um, know. I am. Yeah, because we just celebrated the biggest <laughs> Christian festival of all, Easter. Um, when you were talking about stepping back, I thought you were going to break out into Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. The shout out. I know, right? I, okay. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. So for those who may not know, that greeting is how Christians from around the world greeted each other over this last Sunday. Mm-hmm. In fact, in worship services for the next several weeks, I'd say, yeah. um, we'll continue to do that because of the death and resurrection of Jesus. Because that death and resurrection of Jesus makes all the difference in our lives. It changes everything. Yeah. And that's why I like your advice of stepping back from the headlines a bit. It's not just, it's not that those things aren't important, mm-hmm. but they can only be dealt with from a position of strength, a position of commitment, a position of power. And if Easter tells us anything, it tells us that such power is not something we as human beings possess. It comes from God. It comes from Uh, your relationship to God, and when people understand God's love for them on top of all that, Mm -hmm. that's why it does. It makes all the difference in the world in which we live, too. Yeah. I mean, we talk about it a lot on this program. We talk about politics, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, but politics won't and can't save us. It it can't, and I think too many people believe it can today. Yeah. It's a necessary evil if you want to talk about it that way. Right. You know, or the lesser of things. But, but Easter, on the other hand, and mm-hmm. its message of forgiveness and freedom is not political. It's not no. at all. It's a proclamation of what God did and what God is doing amidst the chaos of our world. And I think that's what we're going to talk about today. You know, that's why Christians have to be careful not to be drawn in totally to the rhythms of the world around us. You know, I tell people all the time, uh, if you're a Christian, you got two calendars on the wall in in your homes. There's Mm -hmm. the calendar with the world's holidays, you know, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Memorial Day, Valentine's Day, July 4th, and all those. But Mm -hmm. then there's this other calendar, and it's the church year calendar, 
things like Advent, Christmas, Epiphany, Lent, Good Friday, Easter, and Pentecost. Mm -hmm. And that calendar reminds you of God invading our day-to-day calendars and telling us again about his work in the world for us all. I like that. Mm -hmm. I actually do. You know, stepping back uh, means getting our bearings, right? I do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, making sure that we have the strength to deal with the things that we face every day. I mean, it's making sure we're spiritually and physically hydrated and satiated for the race. I, I think so. You know, mm-hmm. we talk about our physiology so much, our mm-hmm. our lifestyles. Well, the Lord says this is this is what makes your life really tick. Right. And and you can't run <laughs> unless you have the power to run. I, I, why right? are you telling me that right now? Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Should I be running? <laughs> Sometimes, yes. Yeah, yeah, you, a little bit more. <laughs> well, I'm working on it. I just got some new shoes. Yes, the, you did. So you better Sacconi. wear. And you did get me a Peloton recently. Uh, yes, so. I, and and we're excited about that yeah. because maybe we should we're, do a program on that sometime about how we're trying to get, <laughs> get back, back in, in shape. shape. We <laughs> used to be such good shape. <laughs> we're gonna get there, dear. Oh, yeah. We're gonna get there together. But yeah, you can't live long without the things that really matter, like right. even water in right. your life, right? Right, right, Well, but that's why I think um, Easter, and now this is going to sound funny, that's why I think it's important even at Easter to talk about religious liberty and its importance in our life because I love a country like ours that tells us to put spiritual things first. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that the First Amendment in our Constitution was a call and a challenge to step back right? Um, and see how your relationship to God undergirds everything else. So mm-hmm. it's true, Easter is not political. But if people are believers in God, the God who created us and redeemed us with such a self-sacrificial love, even the founding fathers in the culture in which we live said uh, that faith in that God makes politics, economics, leisure, work, makes all that other stuff possible and beneficial. Right. Okay, so so Easter may not be political, right. but its message makes liberty and freedom truly possible. I think so. So in a country like ours with First Amendment rights of religious liberty and assembly, with a country that still you know celebrates, right, mm-hmm. or at least steps back from its calendar and celebrates Christmas and Easter, why the chaos? Why the callousness and vulgarity? I mean, this mm-hmm. last week, for example, we saw you know this senseless uh, violence all over Florida during spring break. Right. We had the shooter at the grocery store that killed at least 10 people. Mm-hmm. We've read stories of the two men who raped, killed, and um, drugged uh, that college student and thankfully was were caught because, you know, they were using her stolen credit cards. Yeah, they were actually uh, photobombing <laughs> other girls the next day even after Pathetic. what they did the night before. Uh, the one that really got to me mm-hmm. is a, there was a 13 and a 15-year-old. T- these were girls. That's right. And That's they carjacked right. that older gentleman mm-hmm. who was, you know, he's like a grandfather. They right. carjacked him. Uh, he's an Uber Eats guy and he's he, he died. I know. It was so, horrible, yeah. horrible, too, the way that happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, so what's going on? I mean, we celebrate Easter and we have freedom, but this? I mean, how do we deal with all of this? Well, I think that uh, a first answer to what you're asking is already inherent in your question. Um, you know, we do have freedom mm-hmm. to celebrate. The question is, are we really celebrating Christmas and Easter and all those things, because I really don't think we're celebrating that message anymore of these great events. In fact, many people, I or would the even real challenge. Message, yeah, right? the real message. I mean, I don't even think people really know the real message of Christmas anymore. Christmas was right. honestly the message that God had to be born into the world, a world that was in rebellion against mm-hmm. him. And Easter's the message that he lived our life, died our death, and now he makes forgiveness and eternal life possible. And it calls us all to repentance and faith. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I love that we have the freedom to proclaim these things, but even Christians, I think, need to step back from the chaos of our own lives 
and repent of our lack of relationship with God and reroot. I, mm-hmm. I think that's the word for the day. Reroot. Reroot our lives in these powerful promises of the God who created us and redeemed us. So are we actually really celebrating this message? Right. Because we have the freedom to do that. Yeah, so, you know, maybe this step-back work is something that can help us regain what we've lost, or mm-hmm. at least what we're losing, and, and we don't seem to realize that. I think we're I'm, losing it. There's right. no doubt. Yeah, I mean, you talked about religious liberty in Easter. At least it's good that we can still proclaim it right now, you know, in, in freedom. Right. But what about this notion that our relationship to God is the key to all of our freedoms? Well, and again, if you're an American, you probably don't even realize that's the water in which you swim. I mean, mm. it just is. A lot of is. people don't. It is. Americans don't realize that the freedoms they have, the ones they cherish, the ones that motivate them to vote, to protest, even just to go about their business without fear, those flow from a belief about the world, about God, mm-hmm. and about our proper place in it. And so the, the freedom we celebrate on the 4th of July is directly related to this notion of there being eternal freedom uh, that Jesus won for the world on the cross and his resurrection. And I can prove that. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess we could go into it a, a lot more deeply, but just take it. Take my word now. The mm-hmm. founders of this nation believed if God wanted us to worship him freely mm-hmm. in spirit and truth, then we should at least have a government that protects and promotes that freedom. Right. I think that's incredible. I mean, but people fail to realize, right, mm-hmm. that every charter of every colony in colonial America was formed first and foremost by religious liberty. Isn't that amazing? I mean, that's history. Yeah. And and, and that should be taught to every student. Why, right. It was why for the they... sake of being able to worship God freely in this new country. Right. I mean, that's what they were fleeing from, right? Exactly. It wasn't about economics or wealth. Yeah. I mean, that was a secondary issue. I'm not saying it wasn't about that. But, mm-hmm. you know, Chuck even reminded us, our, our friend Chuck in uh, Washington, D.C., the mm-hmm. biggest church. Chuck Beck. Chuck Beck. Hey, Chuck, if you're out there. <laughs> Love listening. him. He's an awesome <laughs> <Yes>. man. <laughs> so full of knowledge. But, you know, he gives, uh, but he's talking about, you know, a lot of things at the Capitol. And he said the, the largest worshiping community in, at the time of the founding, was in the Capitol. They were having mm-hmm. church services in the Capitol. Right. It was that important. So, exactly. you know, again, like you were just saying, that worship and freedom, that's, that's what caused many of these people to risk their lives. So, I'm amazed that nobody talks about that anymore. Um, we're not learning it in our schools. Um, in fact, if you ask people what what caused the uh, the uh, the country to to say no more to you know King George, they said taxation without representation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was number seventeen <laughs> on the twenty seven uh, list of twenty seven grievances, and the the big ones were all about religious liberty and about right. having the ability to determine who had authority over them. You know, police and and the army and those kind of things. So um, again, if you don't believe me on this, just look at the First Amendment. If, mm-hmm. What's the most important thing in the Bill of Rights? Mm-hmm. Religious liberty and religious assembly mm-hmm. and freedom of speech. They're all in the First Amendment because mm-hmm. that's what people came here for. That's right. They risked their lives for it. Yeah. I mean, vital. the founders warned us too. I mean, if I recall, I think it was John Adams who said that our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. Yeah, now, now that's a... <laughs> that's boy, kind of that's a strange pre- to think about today. <laughs> well, and it's a prescient warning because then mm-hmm. they're saying, look, we created this for a self-disciplined, mm-hmm. religiously motivated people. And so if we wouldn't be that, mm-hmm. if we wouldn't be moral people who could govern ourselves, then the heavy hand of government would return. And that's Here how most are. people lived. So mm-hmm. um, I, I love Adam's quote too. Just, you know, he, he, was, he, he even knew that he, it wasn't just going to be being moral on our own terms. So it's not like life, liberty, and the pursuit 
pursuit of happiness on our own terms. Mm-hmm. It was to be virtuously in uh, a godly direction. So our virtue needs to be constantly rooted and refreshed by God's love, by God's mercy, by God's moral direction, especially when it's hard to do that in life. Yeah. And we will talk about that, about the chaos of the culture, the Easter message, and what we as Christians can begin to see and and even do, Mm -hmm. right? So for now, we're thankful that this past week called us to step back and to see things from God's Good Friday, Easter point of view. So before we go any further, let's, uh, can we have a word maybe about what's going on in D.C. and your work? Yeah, you know, again, people don't understand my work in D.C. a lot. We're really in D.C. just trying to have freedom uh, continue to defend our freedom to be the church and the culture in which we live. So we've talked a lot about platforms and people and why this last election was so important. We want our government uh, you know, to do its job, to protect the consciences of godly people. So mm-hmm. all we're saying is we already have unalienable rights. Right. We're not asking you to give us rights, but we're, we're, we're going to fight so that you don't take those away. We have the right to teach the Ten Commandments, God's law. We have the right to teach these things. And when the federal government starts to tell us what to eat, what to drink, what to think, what a good relationship is, what it's not, and eventually what we should believe and what we shouldn't believe, mm. we really think all people, including those who might not always agree with us, we think they should all be uh, really worried about that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, join us, uh, lcrlfreedom.org, lcrlfreedom.org, and we'll try to keep you up to date about uh, what's threatening uh, those First Amendment things. And and also, you know, we'll help you make your voice known. Um, We do have a book that can bless. uh, You can go on Amazon. It's called Resurrection Freedom, Resurrection Freedom, that still talks about the power of the gospel in the middle. That's your book. Yeah, it is. I I like the guy who wrote it. It's pretty pretty (laughs) much a pretty decent guy. (laughs) But again, you know, right now, I just wish people understood. We're we're not trying to politicize the gospel. Easter is not political. We've said that before, but we want to defend the freedom to speak that uh, whole counsel of God. And unfortunately, it is under siege. And we'll talk more about some of those things uh, in uh, through the fire programs in the future. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's important to do that. Yeah. So let's get back to what we've so been talking about. So thanks for letting about. me kind of share yeah. lcrlfreedom.org. Well, I think it's really relevant. You know, I mean, this is cr- directly connected to the work that you're mm-hmm. doing, and, mm-hmm. and it's important, especially mm-hmm. right now. I think a lot of people are in the dark about you know some of the threats that are. Well, just think, last Easter we couldn't go to church. Yeah. And and so you, there's a lot of people saying, why? Because we really needed Easter faith to deal with mm-hmm. the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And the government said no. Now, again, I don't want to get into whether that was right or wrong back in the day. But again, that's the... That's the issue. Religious liberty is a big issue. And the founding fathers were more worried about the government taking it away from you mm-hmm. than you having it. Mm-hmm. So Easter and religious liberty, mm-hmm. they go together. But it's not just the, the freedom to worship that's needed. It's worship faithful living, putting Easter to work in our lives. Mm -hmm. So it's not just take a step back. It's also remember who you are, where you come from, and what your life's purpose is too. My grandmother always would say when I was going out the door, remember where you came from. Always. She always said that. I don't know that people really think about that a lot right now. Well, when the family gets destroyed, yeah, that that becomes less and less of a, a root in our lives. But for those of us who know the power of you know the good folks in our family who loved us, mm-hmm. man, that's a compelling thing. Right? Well, you remember, man. Well, you've talked about it in a previous program about carrying the name of your family right. and 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 keep honoring 
you know, in an, an honoring way, right? right? And what that looks like. It was a terrible thing to besmirch your family name. Exactly, exactly. And and that's, I mean, those are some of the solutions going forward to reclaim some of those things. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I think you're onto something there. I mean, um, well, you know, in your work, you help people see that they're not alone. Uh, mm-hmm. They're not by themselves. That's right. You know, you try to explain to them there's more to their life than their job or their position in the culture. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, because all, you might have all of those things in, in what you think is their proper place, but they can't help you. They don't hold when the real hardships hit, right? Oh, not at all. Right. No, 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 not at all. I mean, they don't. I think God gives us all kinds of ways to realize that we are not alone and okay. that he is blessing us. I mean, and that's what I, you know, uh, uh, try to help people see that mm-hmm. even in the midst of of you know, trouble and what's really a tangled web and they can't see their way out of it. They're not walking through it alone. And we look at support systems. And, you know, we've all had family members or close friends who reflect God's wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. And God's love in our lives. And, and sometimes they've been you, such a blessing to us. Yeah, and you, know? you reconnect to that and you remember who you are, where you came from, whose you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in a worldly sense, that can be beneficial. I mean, you know, we there are commitments that have been made. Um, there are commitments we make. Mm-hmm. You know, their extended families, um, their identities we can fall back on um, that are built on common things like love, faithfulness, virtue, things like that that are really connected to Scripture and to, you know, again, whose we are ultimately, right. who we're going to return to. Ultimately. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, right? so so God actually puts those things in our lives, too. There's no doubt. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I love this discussion about remember who you are, remember where you came from, where you're going. And it's even more important in the Easter message because God finally even says, not only do I put those things in your life, those people in your life, I'm in your life. And I'm the one who tells you that you're a child of God, so act like it. Mm -hmm. And then he even says you're a redeemed child of God. If you haven't been acting like it, God makes that possible again. And so, again, when you put all that into as a, as a foundational way of thinking about things and life, liberty, the virtuous pursuit of happiness, all those become a byproduct of this first basic child of God identity. So can you imagine what life, again, would be like if people trusted even the Easter fullness of that mm. or even the basic child of God identity that the Bible talks about and then just acted accordingly? Mm-hmm. But there are consequences to rejecting all well, of that, too. Yeah, and I think we're seeing that in our culture. The Madison today. quote, in fact, gives us pause. I mean, but even the chaos doesn't mean that somehow God has lost control. Well, you would, you know, there are people who actually try to argue that, though. They try to argue, look how crazy things are in this world, so therefore God, you know, what's he doing? Mm -hmm. But it's interesting today, um, the Bible predicts a lot of what we're seeing. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you do neglect, and, and even worse, and I think we could be in this in our culture, reject the message. Mm-hmm. I mean, think of what people are rejecting. Reject the basic message that you created, you're a child of God, and you have dignity. Yeah, why wouldn't um, you want to embrace that? And so, <laughs> you know, they think they can have freedom without God. What actually happens, you have everything that God is not. Mm-hmm. That's, and if you think that's freedom, you're going to be, uh, it's going to be a rude awakening. It's miserable. So, but the Bible actually talks about that, and that's in Romans chapter 1. And it says, this is what's going to happen, because people are going to give this up. And here's what it says. Um, they're, it's not that they're going to become really free and really joyful, really this, they're going to become people filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They'll become gossip, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. This is, this is, Paul writing in Romans right. back in the first century, they'll invent ways of doing evil. Uh-huh. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, fidelity, no love, and no mercy. Uh-huh. Um, and here's the one that really got to me. Although they know 
God's righteous decree. And they know that people who do those things deserve death. They not only continue to do the very things, but approve of those who practice them. Yeah. It sounds a lot like what we've been seeing on the news and yeah. and what we watch on TV. I mean, without without a change, I don't even think, I don't even like to think about it. Yeah, I don't like to think about that either because, uh, well, yeah, because I mean, so it what, can get a lot worse, right? Right. So let's not be idle here. I mean, Easter teaches us that God is at work mm-hmm. uh, in the world and real change can happen. I think that's why I think about Easter so much because you can't, Good Friday is probably the worst day on the Christian calendar. You know, because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, my gosh, what if Christ fails? Mm-hmm. And then Easter, and then the Bible says he actually succeeded on Good Friday on the cross. I mean, and then Easter is just kind of God's stamp of approval. Mm-hmm. So, again, it, it, if anything, if Easter says anything, no matter what is going on in your life, there can still be real change. That's why I love that article that we read this week called Thriving in Chaotic Times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was from Focus on the Family, and the author, Ed Chin, reminded us that God is in control, and he allows things to come to pass for his reasons. But I love what he said. He said, you may not understand those reasons, and you may be wondering what's happening, but your job is to trust him and remain untroubled by it all. I thought, whoa, that, that takes a lot of faith. But you know, God might even be revealing our unrighteousness to ourselves so that we turn to him. Mm-hmm. You know, who wants to live in this kind of chaos sometimes? Right. 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 I mean, in, in addition to trying to live our virtuous lives on his terms for others, um, I love that Tom Hooper, Hoop, Hoopasis? Hoopasis. Hoopasis, yeah. It was a, right? I, I had a hard Hoopasis. time pronouncing Hoopasis. I know. That's a second it's word. It's March Madness, oh, baby. It's Hoopasis, baby. Hoop, there it, it is. is. <laughs> okay. Hoop, there it is. I know. I, that came right back to me, too. Okay, Hoop. Hoopasis <laughs> reminds us. Okay, so there was that article that you passed on to me earlier, um, What and it was titled, What's a Christian? to do as the world sinks into chaos. Mm-hmm. And, and I shared with you that I thought it said, what's a Christian to do as the world stinks into chaos? <laughs> well, it stinks <laughs> as it sinks. Right, th- exactly. It's, or, it's or if sinking. you don't sink it, man, you stink. Yeah, or it's sinking be- because it's stinking. This could okay, go on so for anyway, days. Yeah, okay. So anyway, but he says in this article that good yeah. always wins. I know, always. And he, and he, he was adamant about this. Right. Yeah. He says, not just in books, but in real life. If good didn't always win, we would all be marching around with swastikas tattooed on our foreheads, wouldn't we? <laughs> so I think he could have reminded us that if good didn't always win, Jesus would still be in the grave and in the and the chaos of this world would be even greater than swastikas or tyrannical governments. Right. But Easter said, it is finished. Good always wins. Yeah, I love that. You know, There's peace in that, right? Yeah. Well, when he says it is finished and everybody knows this, uh, it, it's in the perfect tense, which means it happened once, but its its benefits will last forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just something that happened in the past and he won that game. Uh, this thing was won and the ramifications go on and on and on. So I like that. You know, it is finished. The way, the truth, the life, the perfect one won. So we can strive for what's good and be a part of that victory, too. Yes, absolutely. So so some of the things that we can do, you know, I think would be uh, to make sure we don't get caught up in the calendar and events of this world alone. Mm -hmm. Right. We need to make sure that we step back and see things from God's Good Friday Easter point of view. Right. Mm -hmm. And that means getting back to church. Get back to church. Please get back Mm -hmm. to church. For your sake. Yes, for your sake. And not letting this pandemic stuff steal our worship, our joy from us, when worship is a strength that we need to face any and all pandemics. Right. And we need to realize, again, I mean, that's what I love about the Christian message. It does 
does talk about where you come from. It talks about who you are and where mm-hmm. God wants you to go. And that's just not a better way to live. Um, our freedoms, our happiness, our purposeful lives, and even our eternal life, you want to talk about that. It depends on it. So mm-hmm. if you know that, mm-hmm. um, it's amazing how you can be confident amidst the chaos and still make the best of things uh, all along the way. Mm-hmm. I think that's a beautiful thing. It is. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Good Friday Easter teaches us one thing today, it's that things can be much, much worse. <laughs> right. And they yeah. can be much, much better. Right. And it depends on knowing who we are from God's point of view. And we can know that, too. We can. We can. Mm-hmm. And so thank God we can say that today, right? Right. So in East, freedom. Yeah. In without fr- fear of coercion. Today yet. we can't. Yet. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Well, we'll keep fighting to be able to do that. That's why you're where you That's are. That's why I'm doing our work. Yeah. That's right. And so Eastern religious liberty are, are truly related after all. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. So remember, there are two kinds of fire in the world. One that burns and consumes. And one that burns and empowers. May God's word and God's love, his, especially his Easter love, burn brightly in you, giving you strength to face any fire. Till next time, <laughs> little embers, I'm Easter Marie. You're Easter Marie and I'm Easter Greg. <laughs> See you See you soon. soon. Through the Fire is a production of Family Vision Media, familyvisionmedia.org.